I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Jumptime AFL podcast. Watch along edition. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Joining me once again is Adam Rosenbachs. And this time, Michael, we delve all the way back to the 1986 State of Origin game. We step into the, uh, the junk time archives. <laughs> yes, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the huge game between uh, WA and Victoria, and we'll get to that very shortly. But we want to just give a shout out to uh, all our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for jumping on board. Now, I pronounce it Patreon. You call it Patreon. Oh. I, don't know what, I don't know what it is, but I figure oh, it's, pa- it's that, Patreon it's that sounds a bit more like Patron. Patron. I say uh, pat- patronage. Okay, yep. Yeah, it, it's just that, you said, that you east say, west of... <laughs> you said Pat Cripps. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that east west of I we have. Um, but yeah, we're loving it. Uh, so many people have jumped on board and we really do appreciate it. If you go to uh, Patreon, as Michael would say, dot com slash Pod, you can see there's levels of subscription that you can join us with, you know, $1 a month, $2 a month, $5. There's even... I just added the I'm doing very, very well... Ten dollar a month. Oh, really? So okay. If you're out there and you're kicking back in the times of Corona, going, you know what? Ten bucks a month. Fuck, man. I could do more, but I'll just give them that because that's all these bums want. We're happy to take your money. We love your money, and uh, we love doing this show. Do you have to just do those amounts? Can you put in, you know, a grand if you wanted to? Look, I'm going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I'm not subscribed to anything, so. I haven't done it as yet. That's a question. That's a question with our notice. But let's just say, get on board. And if you do want to donate, you can't do it on there. Hit me up. Uh, don't tell Michael, and we'll work out a payment. <laughs> okay, we are going to go to the link now. So the link will be up on our Twitter and Facebook. And if you Google Junk Time Alpha Podcast and Acast, A-C-A-S-T, uh, you'll find the link there as well. Go to one hour. 29 minutes and 45 seconds. The halcyon days of State of Origin. Yeah, they really were. And can I just say that uh, even if you don't have this game in front of you, we're going to make it so you can you can listen along. You don't actually need... That's what we're trying to, you know, make these shows so... Because who's got time, Michael? Who's got who's got that much time on their hands over the next six months to sit down and listen to a podcast while they watch a YouTube video? Yeah, no one's sure, got that kind of sure. time. Like, if you're going for a bit of a walk... And then mm. you get pulled over by the cops. Mm. And they can say, mm. what are you doing? Because you've got to have yeah. a purpose. And you can say, I'm listening to a junk time watch along. They'll go, as yeah. you were, madam. And yeah. they'll just and they'll send go, you on their way. And they'll go, which game is it? And yeah. you go, I'm, I'm in the state of origin. They go, oh, fuck, don't spoil it for me. Haven't watched it yet. Haven't yep. watched along to it yet. And then when you're a safe enough distance away, you turn around and you shout, piggies! Oink, yeah. oink, oink, oink! And then spit, which seems to be the thing that everyone's doing these oh, days. Oh, dude. Awesome. Yes. Good on you. It's classic. Yeah. Yes. So... 1986, State of Origin, uh, WA versus Victoria in Perth. Yep, regarded as one of the greatest games of all time. 
if you mm. uh, do a bit of research for it. And I've got a few facts to defy your way. Facts yeah. without notice. So, one hour, 29 minutes, 45 seconds, you should be seeing the uh, flag with the West Australian Football League and then ink in brackets. Oh, it's incorporated, is it? They had to add that. I don't know why I had to put that on the flag. Well, I guess... Yeah, why would you have to do that? Is it like a legal thing? Is it, if it's not up there, they go, well, is it incorporated? Is it proprietary limited? What's going on in I WA? Know. I don't understand. How many understand. other West Australian football leagues were there? Like, do you have to kind of clarify? <laughs> anyway, we get into it. Were, they, were okay. they clashing against other ones? We'll do a three, two, one, play. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. Oh, right, windy. It's windy. It is. And as I was listening on the uh, coverage, oh, that's a terrible Shocking bounce from the bounce. umpires. So it's not a good start. And then, you know what I love is Dipper. First, he comes off the wing. He takes the ball and elbows a guy straight in the face. I think that's Morris Spiroli. Yeah, it was. And and the thing I love about it, right, usually that kind of aggression is saved, you know, opening opening bounce, you're throwing your weight around. Not for Dipper. That's just so, yeah. It's <laughs> the last quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's how, I, that's how I roll. There is Harry Madden, future politician. Uh, actually, the head, the minister for the Commonwealth Games in the end. Was he really? I think he got elected in the uh, Steve Brax win over Kenner. I think he got elected that that year, okay. and then wow. eventually became the minister. Did you did you go with any Commonwealth Games? Uh, I mu- yeah, I would have gone to something at the MCG. I can't remember what. Well, they would have had athletics at the MCG or maybe soccer. I and I honestly can't remember. I I, I definitely would have gone and supported. Mate, I, I love I love the Commonwealth. So obviously, I would have gone to support it. I went along to the final night of the track and field. And that was at the G? That was at the G. And that, that's kind of the best night because they're doing lots of relays and doing lots of uh, handing out a lot of medals and the like. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. that was Yana Pittman and uh, Tams and Lewis. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Big, the, the big ha- Hawthorne fan? Yeah, the Halcyon days. Now, this game was out at, are we at the Wacker or at Subi? We're at Subiaco. Okay. And uh, commentating is an unknown then. Dennis Committee. Dennis Committee. It's Lou Richards. And then our WA friends might be able to help us out with this one. There's the guy called Eric, who seems to be a WA supporter because he gets pretty excited when things go their way and, you know, appeals a little bit when a free kick goes to Victoria. He's like, oh, come on, that shouldn't be there. So, yeah, yeah okay. Eric, Eric, whoever, I don't know. They don't say the full name and I couldn't find it in the research. Now, so the interesting thing about these games is they were held midweek. So this was on a Wednesday afternoon in and probably fact, was broadcast. It was actually on a Tuesday. I looked it up. Was it, was, it, r- it was July 8th, which was my brother's birthday in 1986. So Tuesday, yeah. So, and I actually looked it up. So I don't know about the Waffle players, but the mm. VFL players played on the Saturday. So all of the games that week were played on a Saturday well, and a Friday night. So no one well, played on the Sunday. Were, they, were there Sunday games back in that era, in 86? Yeah, well, the Swans would have played on Sundays. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And there are a couple of Swans players getting around. Greg Williams back then and Jared Healy, I think, would have been at the Swans at this stage. They are, yeah. So, so Gary Buccanaro has just dubbed a lovely... And I'll tell you what, the kicking for goal in this particular game is so good. Mm. And also the handball. I noticed that as well. Uh, lots of lengthy handballs and they yes. most of the time find their target. Find their target on the run too. Mm. No one's ever static. Yeah. Um. So there you go. So this was probably into because I remember I, I used to love coming home from school, mm. and the game would start around. <laughs> I like I like the idea if you just kind of finish the sentence there. <laughs> I used to love coming <laughs> home from school. <laughs> I loved it when it was over. So it would be on in Melbourne at about four thirty. So it probably so Tuesday afternoon in Perth, everyone's taken the day off. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I remember. I remember the, the you know uh, the Adelaide ones we've been back to Melbourne. Obviously, this one, but it was really cool. You kind of got a little extra bit of footy, and in this period, there were some cracking games too. Yeah, I think I remember vaguely. Was it? Did Sticks kick about eight? I think he did. One I year? think that in was about eighty four, eighty five. I reckon. I feel like that was a bit of the kind of revelation. Of, like everyone's like, "Oh, who's this guy?" Yeah, and I always remember Michael H was one who stood out for the um, for the the Crow Eaters back in the day. But he was one of those ones that never played. I don't think he played VFL. Now the Bristols just put through a goal. And isn't it interesting to see uh, the bristle there uh, not being an annoying fuckwit? <laughs> but uh, here's an interesting thing. He's West Australian. Like, he got recruited from WA as about a 16-year-old to come over to Richmond. Like, he's, he's in no way Victorian. That is really interesting because Gary Buccanaro, who clearly was playing for Hawthorne at the time, is playing for Perth or WA. Yeah, yeah. That's why would they have gone with BT for Victoria then? I'm not really sure what the rules were. Because remember, remember when, you know, uh, in a few years later, like the Chief will be playing for Victoria. And it's like, yes, yeah, they go. That guy was Queensland until he was about 18. Well, I think, I think they let the Chief do it. And um, now this passage of play that's coming up, we're just going to stop here. Terry Danaher picks it up in the back line. He's just spoiled. He kicks it to a running Jared Healy, who has an amazing handball over to a Morwood. I don't know which Morwood. On the run. To Dale Waitman, who bounces with his left hand and then kicks a goal right. from 50 on his right. Dude, that didn't hit the How ground. <laughs> what amazing passage of play. How good was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then Flea just turns around. No, no running off to the bench or anything like that. He actually no. kicked five in this game. Brian Royal kicked five. And then Brian Peak kicked seven. Wow, what a great game. Uh, so back to BT. So obviously they let uh, Dunstall play for Victoria because there was no one else for him to play for back then. Mm, yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but clearly BT, he's playing against the state where he came from. Yeah, I, I don't know what the rule was. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there are maybe a couple other players in the teams that... But also, you know, do you want to play for Victoria if you're a West Australian? Like, why would you want to play for that state that you don't come from? That you don't represent. Yeah, yeah, because it is because it's sort of a bit of bit of a giveaway in the um, the title of the game, the, <laughs> s- the state of origin, not uh, not the state where you're playing sometimes, and if you want to play for the other state, you can do that occasionally. It's not called that. You know what it is? It's state versus state. Yeah, yeah, and then what? Mate versus mate. Is it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dipper liked to elbow a lot of his mates. Then we had a little bit of a shot of. Uh, Tommy Alvin there. Yes. Um, I have a memory of, I don't know how old it was, maybe I was about 12, but a football, a pre, pre-football in real life. It was kind of a Michael Chamberlain edition when I was walking, I think I was going for a bit of a run, actually, and um, walked past Tommy Alvin walking the dog. I guess he was uh, one of the most recognisable because of that stupid mop of hair. Do you reckon he's still got the long hair? I believe he has. Wow. I believe he still does, yeah. Holding on. Oh, he'd love him. So Dermy's, Dermy's just put one through. Can I just uh, make a point of uh, how tiny the shorts are in this game? Uh, yeah, true. They really were the tight shorts, weren't they? They're like the bottom of the shorts are testicle level or above, I reckon. They're it, a bit short. Yeah, if you're wearing, you know, those not, uh, what do you call them? Underwear. Cut-offs? That's underwear that's kind of, they're boxes, but they're not. Jockey shorts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think if you're wearing them, you'd be able to see them. Um, oh, absolutely. The yeah. yeah, you can almost see a hint of nut. <laughs> if you look closely enough. Just a hint. 
Just a hint. Yeah, not a lot. And the one thing that you notice about this game too is how clean everyone is. Yeah. Like there's just one grab marks. Obviously, it's state of origin, so it's the elite. But it's like another level. Dermy's just clunked one that he clearly shouldn't have. And he was up against, um, is it? Uh, Rod Lester, Lester Smith. Lester Smith. I was going to say Lester Ellis, but that's a boxer. So I think Who was his he, teammate. Yeah, he would have been at Hawthorne at the time. Yeah, and then he um, ended up going to Brisbane like a few of the Hawks did in those kind of later yep. years. And so Dermy once again, bangs it straight through the middle. No one's missed. This is un- unbelievable. You know what I used to love about these games as well is the little novelties that other states had that we didn't. Yep. So at this point, we never had 50-metre lines. We did in 86. That's when it came in. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, we so, don't have that 25-metre line, though. Yeah, so WA, I think they always had the 50-metre line, didn't they? Or did they just have the 25-metre line over in WA? I feel they had a 25 before they got a 50. Yes. For some reason, that's in my head. Yeah. And the other thing they have in this game is the uh, they got the 15-metre penalty. So did, do you know when the 50-metre came into in the NFL, AFL? Okay. So you can see here. Fuck, I'm with good. The fifth <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Nearly karate kick. Mate, that's, that's, that's just that's a bay, uh, probably where Toby Green learnt it. Yeah, from Gary Pert. Um, when so you could see here, like a fifteen metre penalty. If you're throwing the ball back to the opposition player, you just rocket it at his head. Yeah, fifteen metres isn't going to hurt you so much for sure. Like if you're kind of sixty metres out, you know, kind of gives them a, a shot at goal, doesn't it? But if you're on the wing, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't hurt you one little bit and the other little thing that i always used to love and there was so rare to see one in victoria they use the burly football over in wa and i don't know if you ever saw one but the burly had the kind of pebble leather oh what do you mean by pebble leather so you know like american footballs the slightly oh, yeah. pebbles okay kind of a yeah bit of i reckon yeah i reckon the burly balls had a little bit of that going to it uh, unless it was just the ones that we used uh at school when we had one. But yeah, sure, I there do, may not I be like the top-notch ones. Yeah, but, you know, we were always top-notch at the schools that I went to. It was Phil Narkle sending it down to Gary Buckingham's throat. Yeah. A lot of colours in the background too. Like, pay a bit of attention to the people in the crowd. There's a lot of... They're not ashamed of a bright colour. A lot of aqua, a lot of yellow. It was the 80s, mate. That's what you did. Can I just say that the crowd is particularly low-key... For a game that is so tight and is turning into an absolute shootout, Buccanara has just put it through from about 40 out in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's just done it so nonchalantly, but there's all these guys with beards and... Mu- it's a fucking dodgy-looking crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all very low-key. No one's up and about. They're just kind of sitting there going, oh, yeah, excellent goal. Well played. It, will p- it picks up. It does pick up in the, you know, in the last 10 minutes when it gets particularly tense. Okay. And again, obviously, we have the thing where no score on the screen until they kick a goal. Um, yes. Don't know how much time is left. Um, don't know oh, what the fuck is going on, actually. So they've got uh, one umpire from each state. There's only two field umpires mm-hmm. in this one. And how's this kick from Wayne Harms? Just yeah. bangs it. Beautiful. About 70 metres. I didn't know this, but Wayne Harms mm. is the grandson of Len Smith, who coached Fitzroy in Richmond. And he's okay. the grand-nephew of Norm Smith. And then he won the first Norm Smith medal. I did not know that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. There you go. So he won that Norm Smith in the game where he uh, tapped the ball back into Kenny Sheldon, kicked the goal. So if you like, related to, like, uh, 
if you're like you, if you're like re- you're related to like someone called Neb Rising Star, <laughs> you'd be like, "Fuck, I think it could be a good chance." <laughs> History show me anything. So, uh, I because I used to I used to have Wayne Harms's number on my jumper, which yeah. is a very odd thing for a child to do. Have a fat utilities number <laughs> on your jumper, but but it gave me hope. But he actually played at Oak Park, which was in the EDFL, which is the league that I was in. Uh, just before I get back to that, very strange thing they had. Brian Royal's statistics come up on the screen there. Oh, did they? And yeah. it said his his age and his height, which is a really weird thing to put up. They don't do that these days. Like you, you see never that really though? see. Did you say that how Morris put the, picked up the ball between his legs with mm. kind of kind of nutmegged himself and then ran away? How good's uh, the Riolis are good, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I heard rumours. Yes, and another great kick from Harmsy. So Harmsy actually ended up at Oak Park, and he was the uh, he's the size of a house, and he was still playing. Uh, as a as a like playing coach back in the um in the nineties. Yeah, you wouldn't want him to run through you. No, he's a he's a nuggety little fella. Uh, was he renowned as one of the party boys? Like, oh, I suppose they all had a bit of a rep, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think there was anyone holding back at the Blues. I because th- remember they used to get on it like the night after a win and then rock up a training on a Sunday. Yeah, I feel like I feel like David Parkin might have even brought a breath o in to kind of make Is sure that, that right. They- they do a bit of a Sunday session, yeah. Oh, there's no need for that, mate. Just and Paco, Paco came in initially and he didn't like it. And yep. he was like, I want to shut that down, the partying. And the guys were like, oh, it's kind of what we do. This is how we kind of bond. And, and he's like, oh, okay, you've won a lot of premierships. I'll, I'll let you do it. Yep. How many did Paco coach at Hawthorne? Just 78? Uh, yep. Okay. But he was a player at Hawthorne, wasn't he? Yeah, he was captain of um, 71. Okay. And then, see, uh, uh, would you see him as a Carlton or a Hawthorne man now? Uh, I think he'd see himself as a Hawthorne man, I reckon. Really? I reckon he would. See, I find that fascinating. I would, I would think he'd think of himself as a Carlton person. Well, well, let's get him on the phone. David. Okay. I'll give him a buzz. Well, I mean, three flags at the Blues. Yeah, yeah, but maybe he just doesn't like Carlton. Fucking let me have something. Yeah, he did go back. To, he went back to Hawthorne for a short period as like a Schwabby kind of mentor. Yes, he was he there when the you guys got rid of Crow and then picked up um, Luke Hodges that first pick. Yeah, and I think it didn't work out that well with Schwabby. Like it did eventually. You know, he did have to go. He did go, but I think he only lasted about a year, a year and a half, because I think there was a bit of conflict. Like who's in charge? Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yep. You know what I was really surprised by? I Western Australia are wearing. Uh, so yellow jumpers with a black stripe, sort of like the Richmond Clash Guernsey, if you will, the ones they wore in the 2017 Grand Final. I just always remember the swan on the jumper. Do you remember that? I I, I don't always remember a particular type of jumper, but I reckon they. Okay. The, I think they're the type of jumper that kind of changed a lot. Like the big V's have always been the big V. Hey, but yeah. I feel like I feel like the other states have kind of mucked around with jumpers in the past. No, you can't muck around with them. I mean, I don't know. Can can you even know like what an allies jumper looks like? Uh, I you know what I do because at the Rose Hotel in Fitzroy, they have a signed allies jumper <laughs> really? in what, the pub. Yeah. What so, era do you reckon? Uh, I'd say early nineties. So it's sort of like a teal, I think, from memory. Victoria, eight it's, points up. It's awful. It's awful. Um, if you actually go so to the Museum of Sport at the MCG. Uh, they have Gary Bacanara's jumper from this game on display. Is that right? Hmm. Oh, there you go. 
Another fun fact. Can I just say, the umpires are bouncing that ball incredibly high. I know the centre circle has the rubber uh, pad in it, but they are really putting it up there. That's a throw, you fucking dog. <laughs> Clearly the WA umpire letting it go. I did when I did a bit of the research and I uh, I got onto Big Footy. Oh yeah, because uh, they were talking about uh, you know what's the greatest game, and I love the I love Big Footy because it's like oh the greatest game I ever went to is you know the the 2008 18 grand final. I was 12 at the time, <laughs> but um, there's a quote here from Bushy on Big Footy. Oh yeah, and Bushy uh, said I was at the game with a rather tasty young filly. <laughs> <laughs> It was rather fond of footy. He said, the atmosphere Mm -hmm. at the game would surpass most derbies, in my opinion. It was really electric. So thank you, Bushy. That is good. You know, the other thing they did, obviously, um, or they did in WA that we didn't really do here was the uh, different coloured goal square. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Yeah, and I was trying to think if if, if the VFL, AFL had ever done that. I can't remember seeing it. It's just one of those things. You know, those quirky little things. You're like, oh, that's cool. I wish we did that in Victoria. But, you know, it's so, so great to see, you know, in an, in an origin game. And if you look at the field as well, I'm going to presume they don't get a great deal of rain over in Perth. Obviously, they get some a lot, you know, but, you know, not as yep. much as you'd imagine over on the east. And so you look at the ground and it's kind of, it's almost a bit like a, the texture is kind of like a summer, summer oval. Looks very sandy, doesn't it? Like mm. it's dry. It's particularly dry. Do you... BT! How many Origin games did you go to? I went to 89, the South Australia, Victoria. That was the only one I ever went to. Yeah, same. And that was the one... Why was that so big? Was that the one that... Because was that the first time it was in Victoria for a long time? Yeah, I think for about a good 15, 20 years maybe. Therefore, it was a, a novelty. Yeah. So why, why was there a break? Why did we not have it for so long? Why would it always go to SA and WA? Um, in the interim. Yeah, it's a good question. There's a thing called Google, and you can look that shit up, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It could be, um, you know, it could be an attendance thing, you know, by the fact if you kind of, you know, like how they play Thursday night football at an interstate yep. club because they go, well, you're guaranteed to get a full house no matter what because, uh, you know, yep, they, yep. they always get a thing. So it could be that. And maybe because it's on a Tuesday, like they go, well, we can, we can still guarantee to get a, a big crowd. I mean, it is amazing that they put it on a Tuesday afternoon because everyone there would have to be taking the day off, work and or school. Yeah, I find that. I mean, not, <laughs> not so much now. But there are times when I kind of have been at functions or go to – even go, go walking down the street and be like, geez, it's packed here. What, how come no one's at work? And then I go, <laughs> and they go oh, I'm not at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, you'll notice too that these players, yeah, they play it on the Saturday, though they play on the Tuesday, then they back it up mm. again on the following Saturday, which shows it can be done. Yeah, you know, that's true. The AFL is talking about maybe doing that this year with the 17 games if we ever get going. You know, maybe playing a Saturday and then a Wednesday, then a Saturday. Um, but also uh, different to the NRL, because in the NRL, if you picked in the state of origin for Queensland or New South Wales, um, you take the week prior off. Oh, is that right? Yeah, which, you know, fucks up um, like teams like the Broncos, because, you know, half the Broncos are in the state squad. Yeah. Um, but that's also one of the reasons why I reckon we aren't that keen on state of origin anymore because we're like, oh, I don't want my player, you know, there's peak. Uh, I don't want my, you know, best players out of the team. Oh, you can see why. And it just has it has no purpose. Like uh, during, the, during the commentary, I listened to a bit of it before we watched this. 
and they're talking about if Victoria wins by a certain amount, they win the national championship. Yep, yep. So they have kind of a triangle. Um, so yes. WA played South Australia, blah, blah, blah. We played them twi- uh, both as well. And um, a little ladder. Uh, and WA get, walks away <laughs> with the uh, victory in the end. Oh! Of the, of the national oh. championship. Oh, Jesus Christ, you... You don't know how these things work, do you, mate? <laughs> um, so it would have been uh, would have been a very small ladder. Yes, like you're not two working games. too hard. Yeah. yeah. So the coach was Kevin Sheedy. So this is back in the day where the, the premiership coach from the year before, Dipper, goes in hard, smash, oh, got that's him. That's right. Um, would coach the state team, and it was a bit prestigious, wasn't it? Yeah, and Ron Alexander is the coach of WA, who became the first Eagles coach. That is true. So basically, I think that's what everyone was worried after seeing this, that so many, because um, is it Michael Wilson and Dwayne Lamb are playing in this game? Yep. And so there was a huge fear that the Eagles would just become this state squad. Well, if I think it's the 91 state of origin between WA and Victoria, and I think the Eagles had something like 15 players in that team. So it truly was yeah, a state right. team. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we all know who won the flag that year. Ha, <laughs> ha, <laughs> Adam just, nah, always, Adam just kind of winced. <laughs> nah, it's always fun. Look at that. He's a good head and shoulders before above everybody else. You've got to say what? Oh, Harry Madden. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Harry Madden I think got, he got a big hit bump. The, got hit the ghoulies. So okay. at about five Ooh. and a half foot high. Is that Peak again? So Peak, uh, he played about eight or so years in WA, and then he came to Geelong for I think about 81 to about 86 or so. Whoa, yeah. McNish! What a great mark. What a ride. Um, so, Peak, uh, he came with a lot of fanfare down at Geelong, actually. And yeah. he got the helicopter from the airport down at Geelong. It was a big um, Peter Hudson-like deal. And they said there were 3,000 fans at training. Mm-hmm. And he was on big bucks of 1,000 bucks a game, which would have been big coin back then. Yeah. And then after about 13-odd weeks, he became captain in the first year. Fucking hell. So, That's I wonder um, if that made... Do you think people would be resentful of that or if that was a wonderful thing? I'm not totally sure. Uh, I would imagine you'd be a bit... Unless you were like, this guy's the greatest thing that's ever happened to our club. Mm. But also, does it make you think, Jesus, our club's a bit shit. Like, <laughs> you can walk in. Yeah, you can walk in after 13 games. You go, we've got no one else. Is that Pants Malone taking that mark? Yes, there? it is. Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't it's... think he was that big a superstar early on, this early on. That's a good Darren point, Malone. yeah. I, you kind of you always think about maybe 1990 being his breakout year. Yeah. And how, well, fit, how fit is Jared Healy? Yeah, like he's, he's unbelievable. Guns and he's quick and the flowing yeah. hair. like Hair. He's got the lovely locks. I know. Brad Hardy, he's a gun player. And then they give it out to Phil Knuckle. He doesn't have that, that weird space helmet that he wore at St Kilda. That's which right. Was disappointing. It was in Club Colours, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was Michael Wilson there taking the mark. Peter this, Wilson. Peter Wilson. Ah, uh, Peter Wilson, sorry. Like this game has just ocean. gone end-to-end, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. It's really heating up now. We haven't got, well, we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, it's hard to tell because they just flash up how long the quarter's gone for, but you're like, well, I don't know how long's left. You yeah, yeah. Uh, they must have been pained by the graphic back in these days. <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh, no, we can only do like three a quarter. Well, they're probably expensive to get one get made and two to put up there. Um, I mean, if you look at, uh, did I say this in the last pod? But if you look at um, the older games, like in the 60s mm. and shit like that, um, they don't put up a graphic. They just take a shot of the scoreboard. Of course. That's a very good point. 
Um, it's very interesting to see. We talked about the, uh, the, the, the quit campaign in the 99 prelim, but this one has just got uh, Peter Jackson. Yep. Written around the ground. So get on the old PJs. What did you, did you ever smoke at high school? No, no. You weren't tough? Not tough, no. So three points ahead are the, I was about to say the Eagles. <laughs> the WA. Sorry, the Dockers friends as well. Eagles and Dockers. The Sand Gropers. Or the Sand Molesters, as we know them. Because <laughs> that's not cool. Don't, don't grope. No, anyway. no, in this era. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just wouldn't carry nowadays. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag, uh, not all sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I remember, like, oh, Peter Jackson. Mark. That's a great mark from Terry Danaher, who I believe is captain. He is captain, um, yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson's, mate. That was, a, that was a high school choice, the dart of choice. Well, then you look around as well, like, there's, there's a lot of kind of WA kind of centric companies on the um, ads as well. Yeah. Uh, which I suppose that was kind of the thing, wasn't it, back in those days, you know? Well, yeah. You didn't advertise nationally. Well, yeah. Um, there's Red Rooster. Yeah, I was surprised. I always thought Red Rooster was Victorian. I suppose when you're a kid, you just think that everything is in your state. Well, I mean, I didn't know Red Rooster was kind of that old as well. Like, what, it'd be 30, 30 odd years. And then, you don't remember it in high school? Uh, oh, yeah, in high school. I, I don't know about primary school. I do. I sort of find it fascinating... The idea that Red Bruce is still going when there is yeah. no one in there ever. <laughs> like, you'd well, never uh, see anyone in uh, there. Uh, 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 Tony Mockbell and Carl Williams used to go there. <laughs> so, how dare you? It was the, it was the, uh, the restaurant of choice of the, the classy criminals. Gotcha. Jeez. So, we've got Dale Waitman having another shot at goal. It's quite, um, it's actually a really fucking good game, this. Oh, no shit, dickhead, you fucking loser. What a bloody... Um, you put that through? Dude, yeah. what a game. He won the um, uh, EJ Witten medal. Oh, did he? Yeah. And who won so the... Was there, Brad Hardy was there won the Simpson. F- yeah, right. Was there a medal for the carnival all over? Uh, I believe there was. I'm just not sure who that was. Oh, there's a little thing called Google. You can have a look, fuckwit. Ah, nice. Uh, Bang. The tables were turned. back. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm saying there's probably, it's uh, okay, there's 20, 26 minutes gone. So what do you reckon? There's about three minutes to go yeah. on the field. Did they put the score up then? Uh, I reckon they did and I missed it. I think uh, Victoria's in the lead by maybe three. Okay. Put a knee in the back there for Peak. So Peaky, yes, there we go. go. Lead by oh, three. Bang on. So he's going from 60 out. Big bomb into the uh, into the forward line. Here comes Harmsy. Mate, he had the don't argue. You couldn't tackle Harmsy. No. I don't think any human could get their arms around him. What a unit. The old KB oh, handball in front. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't you don't see that anymore. So he's getting, a uh, player was getting chased, handballed just in front of himself and then picked it up. And then a bit of a, uh, a lead bre- leg break. Three for leg a goal. Leg break for goal. So you're thinking everything's going Victoria's way now. You know, all the well, they're nine points it's, up. Um, uh, it's Busey. Oh, there you go. And right. he's kicked it from 55 out on the run. Hmm. I'm loving this game. Swan Premium there in the background of the ads. There's an emu bidder, I think, I saw in uh, one of the stands. Yes. Do you remember uh, ever trying an interstate beer as a junior? I reckon Cooper's would have been the first one I ever tried. Yeah, I remember doing uh, the Comedy Festival Roadshow of WA in 2002. 
Yep. And that was back in the day. We did like a month. So you went all the way up the um the coast of WA. Yeah. All the way up north. And I think it was Emu Butte the whole time. Yeah, right. And that was a bit of a novelty. It was like, oh, I haven't had this before. Yeah. Oh, I remember the first time. Uh, I mean the whole Adelaide time. I mean every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on roadshow. You're not driving. Adelaide Fringe. And I ordered, I kept saying uh, at the bar, can I get a Cooper's Green? And the bloke, at the, like after about four or five, the bloke just went, mate, it's fucking Cooper's Pale. Oh, okay. Like say it properly, not green and red. <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck with. And then I fucking torch the bar. Okay, I'll have a two-ease blue then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the that's back. what I, I reckon... I see now they're starting to. He's, geez, he's fucking bolted back to his mark. It's like a twenty twenty game. Yeah, that's McNish. So uh, he, yeah, it's obviously uh, late in the game. He yep. he went on to be a bit of an educational guy. Well, kind of quite a astute businessman, and it's he got an MBA, I think, in ninety one. Okay. And there's a suggestion that he might have been the first uh, VFL AFL player to do that. Yeah, right. So did he play for the Eagles? Uh, yes, I believe he did. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, when you said Tui's uh, Blue, I reckon Tui's was the first interstate beer that I got into. Because remember, Tui's Red used to drink the block. Uh, it used to have the block, which was... Oh, 30, 30, 30 cans, yeah. 30 cans, yeah. yeah. And if you ever wanted a hangover that you fucking will never forget, have yourself a Tui's Red. Well, there was a period kind of... Probably when I turned about 18, 19, when... Um, when I could drink for the first time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that um, uh, Tui's up bought up a lot of pubs in Melbourne, and just put Tui's yeah. products there. Yes, which people yeah, kind was, of you know liked or loathed. Yeah, that was a horrific time. And because they'd pump money into it, so they'd be like, "We'll give you you know bar mats, we'll give you all sorts of shit." There's Bacchanara's goal. There you go, and the kids just jump the fence. Look at the crowd. Like, Look at the crowd. They're going nuts yeah, now. Look at that. Now they're going fucking ballistic. Fucking hell. It's <laughs> pumping. You kind of critiqued them before. Now they're going off. Yeah, they really are. And you know what I love there is uh, when he kicked the goal. So it's a fucking good snap from 25 out because yep. we know from the 25-meter line. it's just there. It's just cleared. But there were kids over the, um, over the fence before the goal had gone through. <laughs> Bloody disgrace. They should be arrested. Yeah, absolutely. They should be banned for and life. It's, it's good to see brother printers uh, advertising as well. Because, you know, when you're sitting at home, you're like, fucking hell, I've got to get a printer. Uh, a printer? Gee, back, I mean, back in uh, 86, people wouldn't have personal printers. That's a very, it would have been a, a dot, is it a dot matrix? Is that what they were called? Remember those ones you used to feed out? Da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Really we had slowly. Them, yeah. And you couldn't, you wouldn't print out pictures. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd have to be fairly advanced to have a personal computer back in there, these times. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, Channel Seven had it, and they were doing the graphics. They could only do three, <laughs> three a quarter. Terry Danher coming through for a mark. And you notice here, there's no such thing as the protected zone. Like, oh, geez, great grab by Malone. Uh, you took a mark. Everyone was running right past you, following oh. their. Um, someone nearly got their face taken off. Uh, following you around. So Diesel Williams, great handball on the left. Here we come, a big moment. There we go. A oh, huge smother. Big smother from Blackwell, one of your boys. And no, no, we're not tapping it through for a point or anything here either. No, of course not. They're trying to keep it in, aren't they? Yeah. And, and, and there's no kind of killing the clock either. And there's also a box on in the final quarter with I love a maybe a minute to go. I love a fight late in the game. 
So with 31 minutes gone and the clock's still ticking and Victoria's boxing on. That's what EJ would have wanted. Yeah, I mean, EJ would have been in the coach's box, surely. Yeah. Tommy Alvin has a snap, can't get the foot to it. Another that scrum. That was almost, a, almost what would be classed as a sling tackle from uh, Brad Hardy then. Should we change the result of the game? I reckon we should call for it. It's probably time for it. The AFL's right, got, got time on their hands. They can go through yeah. the records. Yeah, exactly. Fix some things up. Fish. So, so we talked about it before that uh, it wasn't overly congested, but there are at least 10 uh, WA players around the ball now. They have actually flooded back a fair bit. Yeah, for sure. There, there's, there's the kind of desperation, I suppose. They're all just chasing the ball, aren't they? Like, I don't think they'd be kind yes. of a, a tactic to it as such. It's more just no, like, no. oh, the ball's there, I better be there. Yeah, and obviously a lot of the... Um, Look at the handsome diesel there. That is unbelievable, isn't it? He just had, mate, his peripheral vision. He could see behind himself. <laughs> He's a great reverse parker, Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even look back. He'd just do it, bang. He'd go, fuck it up. Was that Diesel? There's a siren. Oh, siren's gone. They've won it. God damn it. Oh, fucking Teddy Whitney. He'd be, he'd be shattered in the box. Crash why do you think... Um, why do you think... Now, I can't tell. Is that guy a water boy or just a kid who's jumped the fence? Is I, people just... Yeah, I, climbing the fence now. I thought the same thing. Was he uh, part of the uh, part of the support team? I think he had a water yeah. bottle in his hand. So he maybe he probably stole that. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty pre-planning if you're going to be you know, <laughs> go to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dress like a trainer. That'll get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress like an umpire <laughs> and run around the boundary. Well, well that, that was uh, that was incredible. What a great game. The 86 State of Origin. Uh, we've got a mm. few more State of Origins on the list. And also, if you want to keep your um, recommendations coming through, we've got a long, long list of games we're going to get through. Our next one we're going to do is the 1977 Adrona Grand Final, North Melbourne and Collingwood. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And if you've got any suggestions for what you'd like us to talk about, if there's anything as we're doing the watch-alongs, you go, hey, guys, why don't you uh, hit us up with a little bit of this or that. Happy to hear your suggestions because, you know, we do this show for you, Junk Timers. And we are going to jump around different eras too. So we do want to, you know, jump. That, that's one, one of the reasons why we're doing 77. So we can just look at a 70s game and see how it's played. And also it's a classic grand final that results in a draw. Yeah. So we do hope you're enjoying it, jump t- Junk Times. Let us know if there's any games you want us to check out. And, of course, we'd love your subscription dollars. Fuck, we'd love your money. Patreon.com slash Junk Time AFL pod. That's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah. And thanks to all the dudes who have signed up. We're going to hit the road. And go. Go blue.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.